Hello, and welcome to this exciting episode of the Terror Express. With us, I have an actor and director and writer and producer, uh, a man of many talents, Mr. Ryan James. How are you? I'm good, Jason. Thank you for having me on today. Now, listeners, Ryan has done some films that you've seen him in. He was in The Terrifier 2, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. He has a movie coming out this 6th, Friday, October 6th. And I'm really excited about that. Um, it's, It's a sequel to a staple of a movie from 1983, which is considered the holy grail of all 80 slasher films to us fans, the Mutilator sequel, Mutilator 2. And I left that cat out of the bag. I am so sorry, Ryan. That was one that you were supposed to say. No, no, actually. <laughs> Sometimes it, I get a little too excited. <laughs> I just had a moment where I felt yeah. like you were more zine than me because <laughs> that's that's like, there's like, I don't want to spoil it because I obviously I can't say too, too much about the movie. because uh-huh. But like, there are moments where I, I felt like, I know you haven't seen it yet, but that zine is, that's, that's. You're literally like pulling dialogue from my body of like wonderful about it being the holy grail. I was like, oh man, I felt I felt a little bit of zine in there coming out of me. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is a fantastic compliment. And and we're we'll gonna get back a little bit to zine. Also, let's talk let's talk about zine now since he's been brought up. Tell us about zine and what role does he play within the mutilator universe? Uh, zine is a character who is pretty much. Um, you know, like the biggest mutilator uh, fan on the planet. Uh, and nice. he's the he's the editor of uh, the Gore Times online only edition. Um, so uh, he is he's there at the um, I believe he's mentioned, but he's mentioned that it you know it takes place around the filming and the rap party mm-hmm. of the filming. And uh, so Zine is there uh, because this is like his, his dream come true, his mecca, uh, to be able to actually, you know, be where where uh, a sequel's being filmed, you know, uh, forty years later, and he's trying everything he can to be around, you know, that uh, that mutilator magic. And um, I guess without like spoiling anything, I would say that you know, obviously, he's like he's a big horror fan, diehard horror fan but lives and dies uh, by like the, the, the mutilator uh, franchise property. And, um, and, but he's also, he's also looking for love. Like he's got, he's got, he's like a, he's a horror nerd with a heart of gold. And, uh, and, and I kind of equated it to where like, he, he just wishes that he could find someone who looks at him the way that he looks at the mutilator movies. I think it's appropriate to say, instead of I'm a, mutilator fanboy i think i'm just gonna coin i'm a zine listeners zine. are fans of the mutilator are all zines let's be zines because totally i i mean and it's, it's such a great name it just has a great ring to it yeah now you mentioned producing and directing and editing and all these different things here you've done such a multitude of different things and so many facets what's been your favorite uh there's nothing that beats acting for me I love yeah. the idea of escapism, especially yes. you know when it comes to movie yeah. watching. Being a film fan, um, it's therapeutic for me, um, and uh, you know just being able to shut off my all the busyness and all the the the, the, the madness of 
of filmmaking because there there are so many voices and so many it's such a demanding job that like and I can just be in one person in one place or on a different planet or whatever it is it's like there was something about coming back to that role uh for zine that I I was it was refresh it was such a refresher now you mentioned the mutilator too I'm curious about the mutilator the first time I I picture zine watching it at three years old becoming this this fanboy but for you ryan when was the first time you ever saw the original mutilator and what impression did it make on you yeah um i definitely saw it when i was still living in florida i was in orlando uh so it was definitely post film school you probably like 2000 maybe even like 2017 or 18 it wasn't too um too too long ago but obviously i'd been around the film a lot like i knew the cover art really well and you know it was always a box but you know growing up as a kid going to the video store i would study box art you know for years and kind of yes. just be, oh i know about it and i know uh, i i know more of it than i than i've seen but like you know obviously you as well would know just as well as zine that the movie was a very difficult physical media copy to get your hands on. Um, yes. And yes. so, uh, and I don't even know, and I should, uh, if it was ever released on DVD, uh, there or is, if it was foreign. There's a German DVD. I don't think it's official. I don't think it's, it's licensed. Like the, I think it's, yeah. And it says it's the unrated version. I have, I was fortunate enough to find it at a mom and pop video store back in the eighties, maybe early nineties, the unrated VHS copy, which I still have. Yeah. And then it, when it was released on Blu-ray and DVD, I remember buddy made that announcement and it got kept getting pushed back and getting pushed back, but I pre-ordered it. And two years later, I finally got my hands on it. It was like, that was bigger than any Christmas gift that I ever got right. as a child was getting that in my hands. But you mentioned VHS box art that is a thing and i think the mutilator is one of the best box arts that i've seen and I, 80s 80s horror i'm just it's, it's nostalgia for me but yeah it's absolutely magical i love that story in like the documentary which obviously i studied very mm -hmm. very well uh the that marketing company that came in and kind of changed the whole fall break art to the, the, the to that mutilator art yes and uh yes. yeah you just look at it and it just like it pulls something out of you either it reels you in or it pushes you away and um you know so that's definitely something that like you know your audience is already kind of built in if they they've already you know bought into mutilator i mean we have another film that's actually premiering the same night as mutilator 2 in vegas uh, Joe Bob's Jamboree called Cannibal Comedian. And it's like, if you if you already got a ticket to Cannibal Comedian, there's nothing that you're going to see that's going to be like, I'm offended or like, that was too much <laughs> for me. It's just right. like, you, you, that was already giving you the clue as to what you're getting into. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, the, uh, and you know what else too? I, I definitely owned the film and you asked me like what I thought about it. I mean, I just knew about it so long. I remember, I specifically remember watching it going, I've always needed to see this. I've got to watch it. I've got to have an opinion on it. And it was just one of those, like, I finally had the time, which is very rare to say now to sit down and watch something I hadn't seen before that I always mm -hmm. knew that I needed to see. And so, uh, I just remember watching it and being like, oh, this is fun. You know, because it's got that like 
a little bit of that horror comedy party, you know, vibe to it. Uh, and I just, I, I just loved uh, Bill Hitchcock in the film, you know, yeah, like yeah, the, so do I. that, that energy I knew was so fun. And, and when I, well, it was funny because when I met Bill uh, on the first day, I was like, Hey, sorry in advance if I'm just going to be like your shadow uh, because I, there's something where as, as I went through the script, I kind of was like, oh, there's not, you know, because Bill's in the movie, but there's not really that like Ralph energy of of like that that fun, quirky, goofy character kind of thing. Whereas yeah. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Is that me? Am I the guy? You know, uh, and so, uh, you know, there were a couple of times where I had these awakenings on set where I'd tell people who my character was and they'd give me an assessment of like, oh, you're the ABC character or whatever. And I'm like, wait, I'm the ABC character? Like, I'm like, wait, I was thinking of like a different kind of thing or whatever, but it, there was that energy of like, I want it to be fun and silly and I want it to be playful and I want a lot of like horror fans to be able to see themselves in it. And so I told Bill, I was like, I'm not going to do your character thing, but like there's that energy of the role that you fulfilled in Mutilator that I very much want to channel. So like mm -hmm. I might ask you questions or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And what was cool was Bill was also not only playing Bill in the movie, but also, uh, you know, like doing uh, props on the set. So he was there every single day and he would be checking in with me with all of my props as well. And he would come up to me after as he grab or hand, you know, hand me a prop or grab it back or whatever and just be like, it's working. Like what you're doing is really good. And then he'd pop off and I'd just be like, okay, thanks, Bill. I remember the first time I saw the mutilator, I was 11 or 12 mm -hmm. and I had to stop it when ben moore was killed the the cop he got he had just got his head chopped off and my aunt shut it off said you gotta go to betty Young school tomorrow so i had to wait all the next day to finish it but i knew i had magic in my hand and i have had since then a long-standing 40-year crush on connie rogers i think there's something about connie as sue in this movie that she her death is my one go-to where i'm like hey did you ever see this this is like the one of the most shocking ones but um i do have a pair of pants from the original mutilator that that uh connie wore it's, I, I mentioned connie again connie if you ever listen to this episode i just want to say thank you and hello um <laughs> thank you for being sue making sue what she is anyway um oh wow i just see connie just totally um i i'm sorry i just totally lost my my train of thought with that one but um, I'm, no, in we, we know. I'm in con. I'm in competition. I'm in con competition. You are. You you are. You are. I'm closer to her age. I have. I have that on on my side. But well, young at you heart, have, you know. You can, but you have you have that gorgeous hair though. I can't compete with the most my hairline and your hair. I don't know. Okay, this is the unveiling. This is the big. This is the big um, climax. I'm going to ask you this question. This is what we've been waiting for. Now we know it's coming out on on Friday the sixth where will we be able to find it and watch it uh that's that is the world premiere at joe bob briggs third annual world drive-in jamboree i mean uh, and and what's so cool is him recently showing you know the mutilator on the last yeah. drive-in yeah. um, i was always kind of hoping that was going to be the thing and i heard rumblings that like you know obviously joe bob kind of being involved in 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 that way where he showed that that um you know, that they uh, they they were possibly going to do something with Joe Bob in that sense. And 
it is just so cool to have it in that type of venue. So having, you know, obviously it's not a theatrical release, but just that it's so limited and niche. It's just, it's just the right amount of mutilator magic there to have yeah. it premiere at Joe Bob's drive-in right after they just screened it on the show. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited about, um, that, that it just, ha it, it, they haven't sold out yet. And I do believe that that's obviously part of the release strategy is you just dump a movie on VOD or whatever. That's not the mutilator, you know, the no. mutilator had to fight to get out there. Actually, not only did the mutilator have to fight to get out there, fans now of the mutilator had to fight to track the movie down. You know, because if you didn't, if you couldn't find yes. that, even if you found the VHS and it was the edited version, you're still robbing yourself of that true original vision and thing that makes yes. the mutilator the mutilator. And so 100%, that is 100% accurate. The fact that you can go out yeah. now, you can go out now and get uh -huh. you know to the to the to the drive in and watch it there is just like that's the place to be. You know, when everyone is going to see it for the very first time, Zine included. So, you know, I and, and I tell you, if I if if Zine were real, he would be there with bells and whistles on at the, you know, the world premiere at the drive in. Now, we know that there's the, the SAG-AFTRA strike going on. Has this strike had any effect at all, any negative impact on the Mutilator 2 or any delay on its release date? I I, I can't personally say it's affected the the release of the film um you know but i will say that what i've noticed is while these uh studios are having a very tough time getting a promotion and marketing and and getting the actors to be able to promote their films and and you know achieve a lot of that box office success unless stuff was previously recorded you know if you look at every single saw x <laughs> promo that's been out it's always uh -huh. all previously recorded previously yeah. <laughs> on uh and so uh that's what's been you know kind of um, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, being able to have an opportunity to have indie releases during this time, um, you know, cause I can only imagine some actors who have been fighting their whole life to have, yeah. you know, a big blockbuster studio movie come out that's going to make their career and they can't say a word. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I really be feel rough. I feel for him, but you know, we'll be yeah. able to be, be able to talk about it after, you know, the strike is resolved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It comes to yeah. a good agreement. And the, the fact that we have these indies that are out now and being able to tour with these indies uh that aren't that aren't related with that as has kind of been a little, you know, a bit of a, a blessing uh in regards to that. Now I do have some closing questions for you. And these are these are the questions that I ask all my guests toward the end of our episodes. Um and the first one is to i'm going to ask you if, if first off hopefully you believe in the supernatural because that's one of the things that i do on this podcast um if not i do have a backup question but have you had a real supernatural experience that you can that you can share with us or maybe something that was just unexplainable um you know i feel like i probably have a bunch and i've like buried them but i do my go-to has been very recent so it's easy for me to say yes um, like I told you, we were working on this film, Dark Circles, which is a psychological thriller. And um, the first day, not even day one on set, it was like the day before or two days before the first day, we had to scout uh, or do a tech scout on the main house 
that uh, Damien Maffei, uh, his character Martin, lives in, which is kind of this just like seedy. It, it's it's one hundred. It's not in the film. Is it like literally haunted? But it's definitely figuratively haunted. The house is really haunted, um, and I found that out from the jump. <laughs> And uh, one of the executive producers was like, you know, and we were going to be sleeping there at the time. Like, it's an indie. Like, we had to keep our locations, like, you know, uh, pretty uh, tight. And so we were like, yeah, there's rooms here, you know, so you'll be staying here and the editor will be staying here and, you know, blah, blah. And uh, and the, the lead actors were going to be staying there. And it was like, yeah, and then, you know, occasionally a ghost might come out and, you know, just be standing over your bed or in the hallway or whatever. But don't worry, like, they're they're nice ghosts. Like they're, you know, they're, they're, they're there to just like check over you. It's just a, it, yeah, it's just an old man and a little kid or whatever. It's no big deal. And I was just like, I'm sorry. Her what? Like, uh, you're just talking about like nonchalant. It is the executive producer's grandparents' house. They grew up in it seeing these ghosts. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't know about that. And then like right away, like went downstairs, took a photo, came back and was like, yeah, see, look at this little orb. Like it's just, you know, right there. I just saw it. And I was just like. Yeah, no, thank you. And then um, <laughs> uh, like right after that, I was hearing like noises from upstairs. And then I went outside and I was on the phone with the makeup artist, like, you know, them coming into town and just being like, yeah, and the house is haunted and I'm not a big fan of it or whatever. And all of a sudden I heard from like the basement because it was like one of those like oh, the old like basement doors from the outside. I just heard <laughs> and I was just like, yep, I'm staying in the hotel. Hotel. We got one one for the hotel, please. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I was not about it. And, um, uh, yeah, that wasn't the only experience all throughout. And, uh, but I, after that I was like, yeah, no. And then like the producers, like sister or cousin, like showed up on set one day and was just like totally nonchalant. Like, yeah, it's just the old guy and the little girl. And they're, I'm telling you, they're nice. They're just looking after you. And I was like, the fact that y'all are just like totally okay with just like, uh -huh. like talking about this, I was like, no, 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 no. Honestly, like it's cool, but like I'm never gonna sleep already. Right, an indie horror movie. I don't need the extra not sleep because of right. the ghosts and goblins and ghouls. Not everyone is desensitized to these things. Let's let them stay not desensitized just let me yeah. get the hotel. go get that go get that hotel room now you know there's a lot of hotel ghosts i mean hence the shining so you're not always safe in a hotel either there's still those things that can stand over your bed and there's those things that are still in the basement and you know those hotels are really haunted too so yeah you may not get such a nice entity in the hotel as you do with the old man and the little girl at the house <laughs> yep this is true what is your biggest fear or your biggest phobia in life? Oh, talk about being desensitized. Um, you know, it's funny as a horror guy, uh, I personally can't stand uh, anything real blood uh, in real life. Uh, I especially like anything like intravenous blood drawing um, mm -hmm. or just people like shooting up in movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's a quirk of yours uh that you can share that your fans may not be aware of? Uh I guess the thing that I did I get people surprised about is it's a little weird, but I have a really long tongue. I'm I'm not tongue tied. So uh, -huh. uh my I have a I anytime I, I will take a photo or do something silly with a tongue and then show the the world. Okay. It's, yep, really, it's really long. I don't need fans of that, but <laughs> fans can know that about me. I'm doing trivia. 
Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's one of those things that people will be like, I didn't know this about you. And I was like, when would you have been up in there? That you need <laughs> right, to know right. That's none yet. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. So, that's one thing that people are just like, wow, well, that's impressive. I'm like, I, I was born and then it did the thing. So that's it. Yeah. What would you wish for your legacy to be? Ooh, legacy. That's a good one. Um, as a producer, I think about death a lot. Um, and uh, no, as a uh, human, but, I think about it almost every day. Yeah, as a <laughs> as a as a as a person who especially works in horror a lot. Um, no, oh, but yeah, uh, yeah um, I do very much. Um, legacy i just i just really want to entertain i really want to just i live and die by filmmaking uh probably literally like i want to be making movies till like i'm in that like robert de niro martin scorsese age where i'm just like yeah i'm just on my deathbed just like and cut <sighs> you know like i mm. i really i really like like buddy like buddy the fact that he's making mutilator 2 because like that's also part of his legacy and the fact that he still has more that he needs to tell is just like that's so cool and i just i want to be doing that you know one day like i definitely want to be i just i just i just love and that's why i end up producing so much is because i meet these people and they have these great ideas they just don't know how to facilitate them or they run into a wall or whatever and i love even just being an ideas guy and be like here's a bunch of stuff and like you have that for free and then it's like no please we want you to be part of the team and then it's just like oh, okay i don't know how much more? Um, you know, but like it's definitely it's definitely something that like I don't know. I I really I don't want to have like a traditional funeral. I just want people to like put my casket down at the bottom of like, you know, like an AMC theater. Not the big it doesn't have to be the big house. It could just be one of the smaller. Uh, yeah. Houses. You and I, you're the first person I have ever met who wanted to have this kind of a funeral. I have always said when I die, this is what I want. I want my services to be held in a movie theater with my favorite movie hanging, playing up on this, maybe a double feature, maybe my two favorite movies. Maybe Mutilator, and, Mutilator 2. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't complain, but have tacos there. Taco Bell is my favorite fast food. Eat Taco Bell, watch my movies, the and party, then go home. The party box. It. Yeah. The party box. Yes, of course. You know, I mean, many party boxes. But that's always been my thing. So it's funny that your funeral and my funeral are the same exact thing. I really, I just, I'd like that. And it, maybe, maybe we will charge tickets that way we could pay, you know, cause funerals are so yeah, expensive. Yeah. Yes, this you, is true. You, you buy a little, just a mat, you go to the matinee, you know, maybe we have yeah. two shows, maybe a matinee evening show. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm asking for too. But no, no coffin. I want to be in an urn. I, that's, you know, huh. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so, oh i want i want like a mausoleum I a ma like that. you know i did for the longest time i wanted to put, put in a vault in a wall for the longest time but then i thought ah oh, it gets too hot in the summer in michigan yeah. it gets too cold in the winter i know we're not gonna know but yeah just, no, i played I, I many want... a dracula so like i would just like yes. to be uh, in the coffin somewhere so. yeah yes yeah I, I don't know i just thought of and i'm gonna get really dark here but the thought of the decay and the decomposition and 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 the coffin and it's just I feel like hey not my mommy not my circus later. just no, figure it out just, just figure it out and, you know, I give that to yeah. somebody else to worry about wrap me in a sheet and throw me under a tree <laughs> yeah just wrap me in wraps and put me in a mummy and uh you know just bury me in Egypt somewhere <laughs> in Egypt like how did he die oh he died a mummy what they still he, do he, that yeah man they just, I guess you can.
They yeah. they got they got plans to go excavate him in three thousand years, and we're gonna do some comparison photos together. We're gonna and make do a documentary. new one. We're gonna you know have Brendan Fraser come back out. He's gonna reprise his roles. It's gonna be good, you know. Yeah, the it'll be it'll be due out in the year fifty three hundred. <laughs> hey, somewhere around there. Mummy movie, come on. Yeah, Somebody's that's that's right a long time in the planning. It's gonna be pretty darn epic. Yeah, but uh. Thank you so much for coming on to the Terror Express. Send me all your links. I'm going to share them below so people can find all of your projects. And uh, is, if Dark Circle is available, we'll make sure that's on there as well. Um, you can find me on Cameo. All funds raised going to help animals in need, and it's less than the cost of a greeting card. So, um, again, Ryan, I this has been such a, a thrill being able to talk to you about Zine and the Mutilator 2. And I hope I didn't fanboy out too much especially when we were talking about connie or you know anything else related to the you're talking to the right guy about it yes i am i feel i am yes so thank you again so much for coming on here i'm going to get this posted as soon as possible the full length version will definitely be going out tomorrow so um fans if you're listening to this on any podcast streaming you can watch the video exclusively on youtube if you're watching this on youtube go check us out on all the major streaming platforms for podcasts ryan have a great great night and thank you so much for coming on to the terror express thank you so much man it's been a treat yeah have a good evening